Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. So, I thought it'd be a good idea to um, have a think about some of the things that I've been listening to in terms of recent coaching Clients have been handling hypnotherapy and other general therapy sessions. Unsurprisingly, there have been a lot of uh, common questions about this whole COVID-19 lockdown. And I thought it would just be useful to uh, encapsulate some of the key questions that I regularly get asked into some you know, relatively um, outlined knowledge for people. And there's lots of resources you can find more deep knowledge in each of these areas. But I thought it would be useful anyway to give you something to deal with and, if necessary, to pass on to the members of the family. And the first thing to bear in mind is mindset itself. Um, it's interesting the way that people frame the lockdown. And a lot of people tell, say the thing about being stuck at home, forced to stay at home, lockdown, not allowed to go out. And I think one of the things we have to remember is that we're home because it's for our safety to help our families and to help the families of others. So we're not stuck at home, we're home for our own safety. And I think we have to catch ourselves using phrases like that. It's like everything when we're reframing things that we hear, it's a good thing to be able to figure out, you know, um, a way to reframe negativity. So as people say, oh, I can't go out, it's always worth adding the word yet on the end of it. So I can't go out yet, or I can't go out at the moment. It gives you control over something, but it also um, makes it feel more manageable if you can frame things contextually. It sort of gives you hope as well, which is, which is the point. So um, each day will bring us this joy and challenges, it's true, but make sure you have a routine. Wake up, eat, go to bed and sleep at your usual times. Now I've got a friend of mine who's become virtually nocturnal and then being surprised when he's really, really tired and he's losing social contact and he's actually quite frustrated with life because actually he, you know, he, he needs to go back to a regular routine so his body knows what's going on. It's awake during the days, if possible, and it's sleep during the nights. Uh, and that's a more sensible way to treat your body. But have the routine, figure out what you're going to do when, make lists and, uh, and do them. Many of us are working from different locations. Many of us are not having holidays. Uh, and sometimes we'll have booked those holidays and we don't get them. So it's really important that you have a system where you, you have a routine during the course of the day. Um, as much as anything else, so time doesn't slip away from you and you think that you may not have achieved something later on down the line. 
There are some people who are, you know, donning lycra and uh, changing the world and, you know, launching businesses left, right and centre and all that sort of nonsense. And, and that's fine if that's good for you. You don't need to. Sometimes it's just about getting through this. And sometimes that's just, you know, keeping yourself sane, um, having a good routine, knowing what you're going to do that day and doing those things. And sometimes journaling at the end of the day what you've done and how it's been is an important thing because it allows you to put a stake in the ground so time doesn't seem to slip past. It is quite interesting that um, people are telling me that this lockdown has been going forever. And actually, it's been going for, I think, now 16 days. But it feels like nine months. So I think that's a sign that people's time is slipping past without them being able to be in control a bit more. So have a routine. Also keep on top of your self-care. Get washed, get dressed, get shaved, get bathed or bathed. Do your makeup if that's appropriate. Trim your nose hair, wear clothes for work and change when not working. Um, but obviously recognise that you have to adapt your wardrobe to deal with work, children and life. But it is funny, actually, um, for some of us who are working from home, we're seeing into the um, drawing rooms, dressing rooms and houses of colleagues. And there are people in the world who've adopted this sort of onesie idea, which actually all are going to do is wear a pair of pyjamas all day long and then change it to a fresh pair in the evening. But actually, that doesn't necessarily give you, again, the right mindset. It's really important to dress as if you are going to work. And then when you change for the evening or change whenever it is that you're going to do something else, there's a clear demarcation mentally about when you're doing something. So again, your time doesn't sort of sloosh from one activity to another. It's a bit more purposeful. And if you're unsure what to wear, and certainly for a lot of people I know, they're putting on weight left, right and centre, but wear something jolly. There is really, um, or bright, there is really a correlation between the, world, the, the clothes we wear, the external um, um, image we present, and our general mood. So bear that in mind when you're thinking of just dressing in black again and um, wearing your furry slippers all the way through the next business meeting. Now, sleep is important. In fact, it's vital. So make sure you've got enough exercise in order to be tired. It's a factor of actually less exercise that we may be going to tired mentally, going to bed mentally a bit drained, uh, but exercise-wise, still quite active. So um, we've got tons of resources elsewhere about sleep, and feel free to go and have a look. But you know, have a bedtime routine, stick to it, even if you've got children. In fact, especially if you have children, because they need to know where they are too. It's really important for children that you have some form of structure so you know what's going on. Otherwise, you know, um, kids get disorientated and can get a little bit anxious if they're not sure exactly what they're going to do today. It's really important that, that's, is that there is as much um, structure in the day as possible. And of course, partners, pets, family, Everyone's all coping with those new circumstances for some people staying at home, for some people not, you know, um, whole families being stuck at all together. There's tons and tons and tons of family interaction where perhaps there was none before. And some of this will inevitably lead to conflict if not handled well. You know, this is all a pressure cooker, isn't there, in some places, especially if you're staying in more. So you need to establish your own ways of resolving disputes before they become real conflicts. So some people have a family meeting 
like a sort of team meeting or a business review, maybe once a week, how's things going, what's going on, what's worked, what's not worked. Uh, I know that seems contrived, but actually knowing that's coming can actually sort a lot of problems out, let people have their say in those sorts of meetings or, you know, getting together around the kitchen table or with a cup of tea. And, and again, it gives structure and sort of um, a poss- you know, a chance to pull, pull the group together and allow people to um, reset once a week. Um, it's also important in terms of conflict that everybody has their own space. Now, what by space, I do mean physical space, but sometimes that's just about wearing headphones so people can have space because they're not being troubled all the time. It's, it's If you're a garrulous sort of chatty person it's, and you're with a partner that's quite quiet and introverted, you have to actually negotiate how much time you spend talking to each other. And the extrovert or the, the lively person might need to go and hang over the garden fence and talk to the neighbours or uh, do the shopping every day and, you know, have a chat to people. But it's important we have physical and emotional space where we can where we can sort of climb down. If you're an introvert and you have people around you all the time, it is immensely frustrating and wearing. So have your own space physically or just wear, wear headphones, listen to music, but have a place where you can go where you're not troubled and, and bothered by other people. Partners can mean well, but often don't know. And some partners have been thrown together relatively, you know, newly into relationships. They don't know how to handle this. So don't make assumptions that what you like is what somebody else likes, you know. And even if you've been married for a long time, make sure you sort of renegotiate this. I think sort of laughingly, the top two predictions for social engineering for this period are a rise in pregnancies and a rise in divorces and, uh, you know, you can understand that, can't you? And it, and they can be avoided, but only if you want to, because actually this is a time where she's going to test relationships and uh, some relationships want to survive. And that is the same with work as well. And um, I think you have to you have to be ready for change to come after this period. You know, you're going to wake up and take a, sometimes, you know, take a backward step, pause, think, reflect. Do you want to be with this person? Do you want to work in this organisation? Do you want to have this sort of career arc in your life? And so it's inevitable that times for reflection sometimes lead to times of change. And that's a good thing, as long as you can have a plan and be clear with people you communicate with. But at the same time that some people are coping with so much noise and such like, there are people who will lose out on social interaction and they have a, you know, a different problem because they can actually be quite lonely. So they need to reach out for support. Uh, a lot of people who are lonely often think they shouldn't bother other people. But, you know, it's a really a good opportunity if you're stuck with the same people every single day. There's nothing better than actually having a chat with new people. So you'd actually, if you're lonely and you're reaching out to someone, you're doing yourself and them a favour at the same time. This is, um, this is a strange device, actually, called the phone. I know it's, we all think it's a computer, but it's got this phone thing on it. And um, it's been quite interesting who people, who's been sending texts and ringing up and just saying hi. Um, for some people, they use FaceTime, uh, Communicate, Zoom, Skype, all the other you know, uh, messaging services. They're, they're all great. Use them. And for some people, it's just about going through their contact lists, uh, sending some of these silly GIFs and WhatsApp messages to each other, Facebook Messenger, and just you know, having the chance to communicate, know that you're not on your own all the time. So use all the social tools and don't be afraid to reach out to organisations and the volunteers who are being engaged by governments who will spend time with you. 
also remember that just standing outside your house or being or your flat or being busy at the front of your house gives greater opportunity for socially distanced contact. Start saying hello to people on walks. Everybody wants to chat to someone new. And um, even if it's a short chat, even if you need to hire a dog, there's a real opportunity to start chatting to people. I'm from a certain part of the country in the UK, uh, the Northeast, and uh, we just we chat to everybody. And it's, I find it quite odd living in the South, how few people talk. But I've noticed now, even some of the most recalcitrant Southerners actually saying good morning. Yay. Obviously get exercise, jump around in front of YouTube, dig out the old Wii Fit, go for walks, do Joe Wicks, find it, well, let me rephrase that, <laughs> do the Joe Wicks videos, find a dog to walk. There's nothing easier to control the mood, health and well-being by the exercise route. It's really important, especially when it's lovely weather, getting a bit of vitamin D in through you through the sunshine, um, leaking around the bit, you know, just having a walk 30 minutes a day so you have a, bit, a little bit out of puff, that's really good for you. Um, you don't need to bother with all the lycra, but if it helps, well, why not? And maybe start getting curious about things. Um, get creative about your nutrition and what you eat and drink. Get creative about your exercise and top up your immunity levels through diet, exercise and reducing stress. You can, again, have a look at one of our guides to um, boosting your immunity on our sites. Uh, we've got two or three things here and, a, and an ebook. Uh, so feel free to um, have a look at those. And um, there's nothing better than getting curious, creating new recipes, working, uh, cooking with the kids, all that sort of stuff, you know, planning menus, blah, 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 blah. It, nothing better. And here's, and here's the point. When we're stressed, we tend to crave sugars and carbs, sort of instant releases of energy because we feel down or we feel pressurized and so it's important that we're you know exercising more because that we might have a tendency to consume more starches and carbs and sugars so we just need to be careful when of course if you're curious about food then you can build up your proteins and the other macronutrients so you really get to get some good goodness in maybe some good supplements and obviously, you get a gold star for eating foods which boost your biome or your microbiome. So some of the um, fermented foods like um, kimchi and kefir, yogurt, and all that sort of stuff. Tops. Listen to music, paint watercolours, sew, read books, do things that occupy both sides of your brain, lose yourself in a really good sloppy rom-com, have a gorgeous scent wafting through the house or the home, fix your car, learn a craft or skill, I think learning to absorb yourself in something gives the brain a chance to free wheel for a bit and harness some of its creative processes. But it also, it also allows you to have space. But please avoid excessive use of power tools and pressure washers in the real small hours. I mean, it's just amazing how many people around me are using pressure washers all the time. I know I've gone on about it, but how much more can be pressure washed in this world? But also remember your neighbours are trying to sleep. Uh, one of my neighbours uh, works on shifts. And so he's now dealing with another one of my neighbours who's decided to have parties at three o'clock in the morning whilst he's just coming in from a shift. So we have to be, in, you know, we need to be mindful of other people here and recognise that we're all being kept safe together. But sometimes we're not used necessarily to, in some communities to being quite so close to people all the time. I think if you're in the Mediterranean countries, it's, uh, it's a bit more accepted, but... For some other cultures, it's 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 unusual to be uh, in in people's faces quite so much. Not literally, obviously, because it's social distancing. Now, lots of children need lots of support at this time, and so and do some pets as well because you'll notice behavioural changes. They they need structure, they need downtime, 
and they need the confidence that you are in control and outwardly calm. So if you're flapping around all over the place, it's not helping you and it's not helping them. So make sure they're engaged, but give them the, give them the sort of chance to get bored. Because when you get bored, you use your imagination. You can make up stories. And actually, when kids are playing, they might even do things like doctor, nurses, hospital stories. And that's their therapeutic way of working through issues, working through what might happen. Um, you know, kids learn through play and imagination. Um, so make sure you let them do it. Allow them to sometimes put their, their, um, their work down or put their um, social media down, their tablets down. Just let them be bored. It's nothing better than it. And especially if you've got music on in the background, that's very good for the brain. But also sometimes, um, you know, turning play into a whole family activity can be good fun. fun. So doing indoor shows, concerts. And I mean, you know, the rise in TikTok um, is a great way to stimulate whole family activities. And you see lots of families doing things together and rehearsing it, planning it, doing it. Not only are you exercising, using music, performing, all of which are good for you, but it's actually good fun as well. But remember, everyone needs space and a chance to burn off energy because movement is key. Some parents will be enjoying the homeschooling thing. Some may have simply had the chance to appreciate teachers a little bit more. But take advantage of any and all home support resources. There's tons of it out there. Um, and remember that asking for help is always a sign of strength in this case. So make sure that you contact people that can help you if you need, it, need to reach out. And if you haven't got enough from the school, just talk to them. Um, everyone's happy. So just make sure everyone stays safe and calm. Children need it even more than us. If you're blown up at each other, yelling and screaming, shouting and slamming doors and such like, it's the children who lie in bed getting worried about that. And they're more likely to be anxious. They need you to be a rock at the moment, not them to be the grown-ups. And grip your exposure to the external world. You know, when you look at it, the, the actual news lasts about a couple of minutes per hour, just at the top of the news, you get the headlines. That's the news. So why not just do that twice a day? Maybe just watch, it's effectively all, only just the factual stuff. Maybe even watch the, you know, the factual briefings you get from um, the experts. It's, I think the government does one in the UK at five o'clock every day for half an hour. But everything else in the news media is opinion, catastrophizing, waffling, question you know, pointless blaming of everybody um effectively what they're doing is they've got one story and they've got to fill 24 hours of news every day so basically it's just just noise but if you listen too much of that noise it can really put you on edge they focus on stimulating your sort of negativity bias and if you become anxious what you need to do is listen to more of it which makes you more anxious which means you've got to listen to more of it and you can see it's quite easy um to actually get into a sort of a, a difficult cycle here so everybody will tell you this get off the news um agenda um but obviously stay in touch if you want to so at least you know what's going on but make it factual you know i know a friend in government who said that on social media is not news it's just a lot of old too maybe spend if you're going to spend time on screen and youtube and social media and such like or on telly why, why not focus your attention on where the laughter is the main component there's no doubt that laughter is therapeutic it lifts your mood and some of the uh, you know funny old black and white films are being put on television at the moment um i was watching the laughing you know the film of the laughing policeman i think it's a lauren hardy thing and i'm, I'm, I'm a, i remember it from when i was young not the black and white bit 
But I remember being able to scream with laughter. And actually, that's so good for you. So look for opportunities to do that. And it's so much healthier than the endless sort of vitriol and commentary in the comment sections on social media. Because on social media, people have got nothing else to do. They're just spoiling for a fight. So do you know what? Who's got time for that? Now, everyone talks about control. Blah, blah, blah. Control this, control that. If you can't control it, don't do it. Okay. And that's the point. You can control what you think. You can control what you do. You can control how you feel. You can be totally in control of all this, your reactions, your framing, the way you're living your life. The more you're in control of the things you can control and start to, you know, forget the stuff that you can't, for example, the news or the traffic, you know, the traffic problems in Aberdeen or, you know, um, what might be happening in Azerbaijan if you're not, you know, linked to that in any sort of way, shape or form. Focus on the things you can control. Focus on the things that you can do now and then you can do after that. So lower your stress levels by managing fear and anxiety, and that allows you to be more in control. And the more in control you have, it reduces your fear and anxiety. Now, you can have a look at our guide to thinking areas and things like catastrophizing. Oh, my goodness, I've done this wrong. Oh, what happens if that happens? Oh, that would be terrible. If we catch it, that would be this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you can really, you can really sort of wind yourself up, get into your own head, start um it's knocking yourself down oh i'm not doing this well enough oh my god how terrible am i oh they all grow up terrible and so just bear that in mind it's not necessarily the case oh you know they don't want to talk about that oh you know that'll never happen because if it does and you didn't you'll be sitting and kicking yourself because actually you might want to you might want to make sure that someone has the dignity to make their own decisions and um control is very important around risks so, you know, make sure you're clear about your life choices and let people know. Everyone should do that. I mean, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, when you're just a certain age to have a will, to have a power of attorney set up for your partner. It's only the things we do in these sorts of times that can actually, um, these little things about self-control can be really, really important. Um, and if, um, if you're out of control a little bit because you're so anxious and you're so stressed, just work your day into the things that you're going to ne do next. As I said, just focus on the next thing you're going to do. And then get a 15-minute plan, and then get an hour plan, and then get a two-hour plan. So you have bite-sized chunks. So you actually see yourself moving from one thing to another and you get that proportionality and sense of control back in your life. And um, recognize not just for the short term, for some people, it's a great time to look at your longer life and career goals. Like I said earlier, why not think about this new world and how you might fit into it? One thing's for sure, it's going to be different in the future to what it was in the past. And many of us can only see the threats and the risks and the problems and the suffering. But um, there are equally as many opportunities and potential and, you know, upsides to be explored as well. So, um, this is a time where perhaps mental attitude and seeing things as a positive could really help you. And remember always, asking for help is a sign of stress, uh, strength. Ask a professional, a friend, a partner, do it if you need to. This also, when you think about it, allows others to ask things of you. If you've shown your vulnerability, then people are okay to talk to you as well. There's nothing worse than actually someone that never asks for help, always saying, well, I'm very happy to help you. Because what they mean is I'm happy to give you the answers because I'm great. When if you want to help others, actually the first thing you have to do is to show a little bit of yourself.
And, you know, people talk about these next two things as if they're, you know, oh, dear me, here we go again. Um, but, but actually, these things work, which is why therapists like myself talk about this a lot. So just spend five minutes a day just being grateful for the situation which you find yourself. Because whatever your situation, broadly, especially in the UK, it could be a hell of a lot worse. I mean, during the wars, people had to stay inside bomb shelters for hours at a time and emerge to find horrors, uh, deaths, chaos, just terrible scenarios. All we have to do is to, to stay inside, watch TV a bit more and be a bit organised about shopping. And trust me, toilet rolls are okay now. So how we view the world is our choice. Make, maintain your uh, strong control over the choices make, you make and use distraction or, or alternatively focused thinking when a little bit of anxiety begins to surface. Join in with the clapping and celebrating NHS successes and such like. After all, we have a part, part to play in staying safe ourselves and helping others help us to stay safe. And remember to forgive. The forgiveness gene should be deployed. We all get things wrong. So spend five minutes at the end of every day making sure you go to bed with everything tidied away emotionally, even if the emotional covers are a bit of a mess. Be accountable for everything that happens in your day. It's down to you. How, what you did, what you said, how you thought, what you felt, how you reacted, what happened was you. And the th think about it this way. If you're accountable for it, then you're in control of it, and therefore you can change it. And the whole point of accountability and resilience is this idea that when we get things wrong, we admit we got them wrong. We ask for forgiveness as needs needed, but then we put it right and we'll make sure we don't make that mistake again. So when you're resilient and you're accountable, accountable, you are learning. So you may not be able to control the context, but you can certainly control the situation in which you find yourself. Remember also, key to all of this, is that this situation will not last forever. The world will be different, and how you bounce forward into that new world, because it's clear it's not going to go back to the old situation, is the key for you to live a happy and successfully successful life. So I wish you great mental health and great resilience. And I shall see you again on the next podcast. It's been a joy to be with you today. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.